This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. As you can see, this episode is coming out pretty late because uh, your girl's tired. I mean, and I still am very tired, but I got a sponsor. I got a commitment to get this show out every week. So I am here, but I did want to come on here and not really prepare like this super deep message because when I tell you I left it all on, you know, you know how we like, um, dancers or performers they be like leave it all on the stage when I left it all in that room your girl is still trying to recover okay today all I've really even been able to do is like admin stuff so I got I left Dallas on Monday and I I missed my flight me and Kristen went to breakfast and it was crazy it was like 9 a.m we went to breakfast my flight was at 12 breakfast was like in walking distance to the hotel and we just in there chatting it up, chilling, have a good time. And somebody like texted her um, and was like, yeah, I'm gonna call you in an hour at 12. She was like, an hour? So she, she said, what time is it? She said, Tatum, what time is your flight? Y'all, it was 11.15. And I was sitting there with Kristen running my mouth. And I hightailed it back to the hotel, grabbed my bag. Luckily, I was already packed. The Uber um, took me to the uh, airport. I had to tip him because that man was like, going 100 miles per hour trying to get me there but needless to say I still missed the daggone flight um and ended up sitting in the airport for hours the flight that they, they changed me to was delayed it was a mess but um I got back home late Monday night so of course I didn't do anything Monday um Tuesday I was still tired I was like I texted Kristen because Kristen and I have been praying at 5 a.m. every morning and I was like listen girl we gonna have to pray on our own today because I ain't got it in me to wake up at five o'clock I am tired like I just need to sleep in a little bit and sleeping in for me I can't sleep past like eight o'clock so sleeping in for me is still getting up pretty early compared to most people but I just knew I couldn't do five o'clock and she was like same she didn't get home until like one 
So um, yesterday I was kind of just laying around being lazy and I was still on such a high though from the tour. I'm like, how can I even do any work when I still feel so like drunk in the spirit because of what happened in there? But today, Wednesday is my first day being back in the office and still I I had like a couple meetings today and I did a lot of um admin stuff and like caught up on emails, but still I'm just tired, y'all. <laughs> I am tired, but I wanted to come on here and tell y'all about the tour. So listen, for any of you guys that's in that that waiting season, that wilderness season that a lot of people have been talking about. I was just thinking earlier about how I got the idea or God told me to do the tour because fun fact, I've never done a live event before. This was my very first live event and I was scared to death to do this. And I say this all the time, but I just felt like, you know, who's going to come? We got to put up all this money beforehand. I don't have no money to put up beforehand because at the time it was what, like maybe it was September or sometime in the fall of last year. Like I didn't have it to be doing no event where you have to put up money. And so I was just like so afraid, not knowing how this thing was going to get put together. But I knew God told me to do it. And I knew better than to just be that be intentionally disobedient. So we started planning for the tour. I um, reached out to Kavaya, got her on board. And I was like, you know what, God, you're going to have to, to provide a way like you telling me to do this. I I don't know what's going on in my business right now. Like this is, this isn't really what I'm trying to do. If I'm being frank with y'all, I wasn't really trying to do no tour, but nevertheless, I did it. Um, and after Sunday, after getting through the first stop, I'm so glad I did it. And if you don't have tickets, you need to get tickets because if the other ones are going to be anything like Sunday, you need to be in that room. And even in preparation for the event, because I was just so, I'm not going to say anxious, but because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do this in my strength, I was so dependent on God. Like I fasted for the tour, me and other people fasted for the tour, of course, pray for the tour. I pray for who was going to be in there. I pray for God to, to not let people get tickets who wasn't supposed to be in there because we ain't had no time for no demonic spirits to be up in there trying to sabotage what God wanted to do. Um, me and I, got, I went there the day before. It was myself, my husband, and the event planner. So we asked the event planner to step out, and myself and my husband. We prayed over the room the day before. Um, and we were just not playing any games when it came to what God wanted to do. And my ultimate goal for this tour and especially for Dallas was for people to have an encounter with God because there's so many counterfeits and so many people that talk a good game and their hearts are away from God. There's so many people who scrolls who quote scripture, but don't have no real power or anointing. There are so many people who are gifted and don't have anointing, which are two different things. And there are so many people in high places who are just fooling God's people. And I wanted people to be able to come into that room and have an encounter with God that was so real that they would, that they would then take that and try to chase it for the rest of their lives. And so as them trying to chase that encounter again, they in essence keep chasing God. And so that's what I wanted. I didn't want people to just come in there and get high and it sound good. And it's yes, yes, yes. Or glorifying myself. And then that's it. No, God's name is on this. And I wanted somebody, I wanted everybody who 
came into that room to have an encounter with God. And, and I genuinely feel like we did just that. Even looking at, even thinking about myself and the way that I came into the room and did what um, God had me to do. I was just proud of myself because it was like I was having an out of body experience. Like I've been speaking for a couple of years, but that was definitely the best that I've ever done. If I'm being honest, because I'll be the first one to be like, oh, man, I was trash. But that was the best I have ever done. And I was just having an out of body experience at just the level of confidence and boldness and just that level of being unapologetic about who my God is, what my God is doing and how he's about to continue to move in people's lives. It was just just that swag was just something that I was just so proud of within myself because that's something I didn't always have and I remember the times where I couldn't even look people in their eyes and I remember the times where I was so scared or even last just last year feeling so unqualified with what God was calling me to do I could have never done that I would have shied away from it because I felt like who I would have felt like who am I to stand in front of these people and give a word because in essence that's what I did you know gave a word so I would be like who am I to come up here and preach to these people and I haven't been ordained Ain't nobody say that I was a pastor or call me this or call me that. And I didn't have those reservations. I kind of approached the whole thing just with this mindset of, well, God, you got me here and you're going to see me through it. And I know you don't play when it comes to your people. So I'm down for whatever. And the day before, um, as I was just praying, God was telling me, uh, Tatum, it's tunnel vision. It's me and you, me and you, you just focus on me. And so when I got to the event the next day, that was my mindset. It was me and God before we went into, uh, we were back in this little holding area, I guess you could call it. And um, so before we entered and um, so we entered in and, and then I prayed over the room. I had everybody write down their expectations and I'll do this at, at the other tours. Everybody just write down their expectations of what they were looking to experience from God. And I was like, don't show me, don't show your neighbor, don't show anybody. Just write it down. It's between you and God. And then I had everybody hold hands. I'm like, look, the Bible says when two or more touch and agree, we can come to the Father. So here we are coming to the Father on behalf of everything that you wrote down. And I prayed, man, five minutes in, all we did was pray tears. I was like, oh, this is how we starting off. Okay. Devil about to be mad. This is how we starting off. Let's do this, God. And then Kavaya went up and did such an excellent job, such an excellent job. Um, and I was just in the back watching her tearing up because I was just looking at her like she has no idea. She has absolutely no idea what God is going to do with her. And I, and I can identify so much with the season that she's in and that she talked about. And I was just like, man, you just don't even know what's on the other side of that. But um, so, yeah, and we had Kristen there and Kristen was just Kristen from Dangers of the Mind episode. If you haven't listened, go back and listen. And it was amazing. And then um, we had a little break. We had some refreshments there. So people got some cookies. I didn't even get to get no cookie. <laughs> but people got some cookies and tea and coffee and water. And I kind of went back to the holding room by myself. And I was just back there walking around, like kind of pacing the floor, speaking in tongues, pacing the floor, speaking in tongues. And I was just like, God, it's me and you. God, it's me and you. Let's do this. Not my will, but let your will be done. We can't, we, we hear us that like, it's just me just having a pep talk in the back with God. Like, let's do this. 
We are not, I know what I saw in the spirit about this event. And I know that your people need you. So what we got to do to bring it home? Let's do this, God. And so I was just back there pacing the room, praying, speaking in tongues. And then my husband comes in and he's like, you ready? And I was like, yeah. And then he read, he laid hands on me and he prayed for me. And he was like, all right, stay right here. Give me five minutes. I'm going to go make sure everybody's sitting down. And in five minutes you come out. I was like, all right, bet. And, um, and it's so funny because I saw my husband in a new light. My husband has a servant's heart. He's always, always just, just such a generous and serving person. Like if we were, let's say we were sitting at a restaurant and somebody was to be like, oh man, the roof needs to be clean. He'll go out there with his ladder and climb up there. I would probably stop him. But like, if he was by himself, he would go grab his ladder and go climb on the roof and clean it. That's just, just, that's just who he is. He's a server. He's a servant. And to just see, I didn't tell him what to do. He was like, what you need? I was like, you know, just make, just make it happen. And I just let him take control of what he thought needed to, he needed to do to do to make sure that things um, went smoothly, but just to see him serving in, in, in that environment. And it was just, man, I saw him in a new light and I was just like, God, you are so good. So anyway, he tells me, he gives me five minutes. And so after five minutes, I come out and I go up and I give my, my sermon, I guess you could call it. And man, it was amazing. And I'm not just saying that because it was me, but just, I like to look at people and I've never been afraid of, of public speaking. I've always, I, you know, I've definitely had my insecurities in my moments where I just felt unqualified, like I just said, but I've always been pretty okay with standing in front of people and speaking since I was young. That has public speaking was never a fear of mine. So, um, I, but as I've gotten more confident, I like to look at people, um, when they're, when I'm speaking. And so I, I'm looking at people and I get fueled by that too. So I'm like, um, speaking, preaching, I'm looking at people and people have this intent face, face of focus. And I love that face. It's like, kind of like a frown, but it's not a frown. Like, ugh, what is she talking about? But like, I'm zoned in. And I love that face because it's just like, okay, I'm getting across to, I'm getting across, I'm getting across. And I remember it was these older women who were there. And, um, I loved looking at one of them. I, I didn't get to meet her. I don't know her name. But she was looking at me now, the, the the older women, like the ones who've been in church, who know the word, they ain't going to let you get away with no foolishness, okay? They're not going to sit in the middle with no foolishness. They'll let you know. And even if they don't say it out their mouth, you're going to see it in their face. So I remember I kept looking at this lady and she was, uh, she looked at me, she was looking, she was grilling me. I knew she was grilling me, but uh, I was looking at her and she was, she started smiling. I said, oh yeah, I'm doing good because <laughs> she's smiling at me. Okay. Okay. But, um, yeah, it was just an amazing, amazing experience. And, um, so afterwards I did an altar call and that's when I lost it. That is when I lost it because I remember seeing, and I've told you guys on this show that I've seen in the spirit as I was praying for this tour, people at the altar before God and things just breaking off of them. And so after I gave the altar call, I didn't have to wait. I didn't have to ask more than once. I just opened it up and I got up on the stage so I could pray for the people who came. And so my eyes were closed and I was just praying and I was just kind of pacing the stage and praying. And like when I opened my eyes, I lost it and saw God's people before him. 
just crying, hands raised on a face, on a knees before God, man, I lost it. I lost it. It's a picture on my Instagram. If you go on at Tatum Tamia and I'm like hunched over and I haven't gotten all the pictures back, but after I was hunched over, I was like on my knees. I got down on my knees and I was just bawling. And then because I just, it was just like the glory of God was just so heavy at that point. And I was just hunched over and I had kind of came off the stage and, and my husband was just right on cue. He was right there and he like laid hands as a picture of me. So I put, I posted this picture on my Instagram too, but he laid his hands on my forehead and he was just praying and praying and praying. And then I kind of came down off the stage. I was about to go and start laying hands on people. Kristen and Kavaya were already doing that. And I was about to go and I I think I was only able to lay hands on one person just because I was personally so overwhelmed by the glory of God that I didn't know what to do. Like I I was by the window and I was just looking and my husband came over. He was like, this is this is what you dreamed. He was like, this is what you dreamed. This is what those tears were for. This is what those long nights was for. This is what trying to figure out what God was doing and the stress and the frustration. This is what it was for. God's people being right here before him. God's people being um, in total surrendering for him. Things breaking off their families. This is what it was for, man. And as he was talking to me, I was like bawling even more. Y'all, the glory of God was so heavy. The videographer was at the altar. The photographer was at the altar. The guy who was with the um who was with the videographer, he told somebody um and they told me he's a Muslim. He said I study Islam, but I'm in here about to cry because of what's happening in this room. And I was like, when she told me that we were at the VIP dinner and I played cool. But when I got back to that room, I was like, OMG, my God, my God, my God. See, you ain't got to argue with people about faith or religion. You ain't got to argue people down about the Bible. Can't nobody deny when they have an experience and an encounter with God. And that's exactly what happened in that place. And and it was at that moment I knew I I completed what I came here to do. And my ultimate goal in everything that I do is to make God proud. And I just went home knowing that I did just that. So I'm just still in a state of overwhelm, still kind of drunk in the spirit. I'm empty. Because I literally pour, I say, God, it's me and you. You told me to focus on you have tunnel vision It's me and you. I'm, I'm giving you everything I got in this place. And that's exactly what happened. So that's why I'm still tired now. But man, y'all, if you don't have your tickets, I, I came home and yesterday I was cooking and God gave me the message for Atlanta. And I was like, oh my gosh, we are just getting started. The message in Dallas was supernatural delivery. This message in Atlanta, I'm not going to tell you the name of it. This message in Atlanta, let me tell y'all something. Get there. Get there. I told you a few episodes ago, I wasn't sure if I would have different messages for each city, but now but I was just going to stay before God and whatever he wanted done was what we, what we was going to do. But he gave me the message for Atlanta and y'all think I'll be getting you together on this show. I've never 
preached a message like this before. So I'm just excited. I'm just so excited about Atlanta and what God is going to do. Go to GodIsMyCEOTour.com to get your tickets. I'm excited about the message. I'm excited about um, just the experience that's going to be created. I mean, Dallas was fantastic. And I just believe, I truly believe that as this tour goes on, each city is just going to get better and better and better. So you better call your cousins, your aunties, your sisters, your friends. Do whatever you got to do, but get your tickets and get in the room. I promise you, you won't be let down. And I can say that confidently now because we done got through one before. I was like, listen, y'all, I know God going to do some things, but all I got is what I've seen so far. But listen here, based on what happened in Dallas, you need to get there. You could go on my Instagram and look at the comments and the pictures of people who um, talked about their experience. And if you were in Dallas, please post about your experience and encourage people to get their tickets because we're not playing no games with this God is my CEO tour. Okay, we coming from for every single soul that the enemy thought that he was going to keep bound. We coming for all of them. We setting the captives free. We ain't playing no games. The glory of God is going to rest on everybody for as long as as I'm going to be putting an event on the glory of God is going to flow like no other so like I said get your tickets Um, we're going to take a break I'm going to pay some bills and then we're going to answer some questions this episode of the blessed and bossed up podcast is brought to you by Warby Parker Warby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point. Warby Parker has an awesome free home try-on program where you order five pair of glasses and you try them on for five days and there is no obligation to buy. It ships free and it even includes a prepaid return label. So if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that I wear glasses, right? I'm always in my stories with my glasses on. And so I did the home try-on program myself and I was able to even like search online based on the frame styles that I know usually look best on me. And in a few days, I had them in the mail and I was able to try them on. They were all so cute with great quality. And it honestly, it took me the entire five days to figure out which ones I even wanted to go with. And not only that, it was super easy to just use the label that was already included to ship them back to Warby Parker when I was done. If you have an iPhone X, make sure you download the Warby Parker app where you can use their brand new virtual try-on that allows you to try on glasses. You're able to see the realistic colors, textures, and the size of each style using just your phone. Head to warbyparker.com blessed to order your free home try-ons today. Order five pair of glasses and try them on for five days. There is no obligation to buy. It ships free and it includes a prepaid return shipping label. Head to warbyparker.com slash blessed to order your free home try-ons today. Again, that's warbyparker.com slash blessed to order your free try-ons today. Let's get back to the show. Okay, let's answer some questions. If you want your question to be answered on the show, slide in my DMs at Tatum Tamia on Instagram, or you can send me an email, Tatum at TatumTamia.com. This question says, hey, Tatum, how do you get rid of your fear of what God told you to do with your goals and dreams? So to be honest, I don't really get rid of the fear. I just do what he said. 
I think worrying about the fear or focusing on the fear takes too much time. I'd rather just hurry up and do what he said the way he said it so that I can and I can go ahead and be proven once again that God is God. And despite what I'm afraid of, he always knows what's best for me and his ways are always going to be better than my ways. So for you, if you're afraid of going after something, I wouldn't even really take the time to focus on that. I would just do it. Now, if fear, if you're fearful to fearful to the point where it's like crippling you or paralyzing you or you can't really seem to get anything done because of this fear, I will start to put certain controls in place. Like, let's say if you're afraid to resign from the job. And, you know, that's what God is calling you to do. I would t- I would type up the email and tell somebody else like, hey, press in because my fear is not allowing me to do what God told me to do in this area. Or let's say you're afraid to start a business. I would have I would go ahead and buy the LLC. And then after you end up paying those little fees every year, I think in Maryland, it's like a three hundred dollar fee every year. So after you done paid that fee enough years for a business that you <laughs> you ain't doing it with you're going to actually want to do something with that business so that that investment is going to somewhere. So if, like I said, fear is not really something you need to focus on. You just need to be obedient to what God said. And eventually the fear will go away. Um, And if that, if it's to the point where it's paralyzing you, then find ways to trick yourself into getting it done anyway. And also I gave this example in my message on Sunday I'm reading, well, I've read this book called Supernatural Childbirth. And in the book, um, the book is pretty much just about how as women, we've given into this thought that childbirth is supposed to be like this agonizing, long, painful process when it can be beautiful. Like we're no longer subject to the curse of when um, the Old Testament, when um, Adam and Eve sinned, like when Jesus came, we've been delivered from that. And so we should childbirth shouldn't be this long, painful thing It's supposed to be painless, beautiful experience. And so um, with this book, the woman said that she was believing in God for a supernatural pregnancy as well as a supernatural childbirth. And um, she had made it all the way till she was in labor. So she was seeking God on when she was supposed to go to the hospital and everything, like every single detail she was seeking God and he was telling her what to do. When she got in the car, she was on her way to the hospital and she was having contractions. She was fine. Her body was contracting, but she wasn't in pain. And she said that it was one moment that she got scared. I forgot why, but she had got scared. And the second that she got scared, the pain was excruciating. And she, once she felt that she really was like, oh, no, 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 I need to get back in faith. And once she got back in faith, the pain went away. She had an easy childbirth. Her baby was born super quick and it was not painful, no epidural or anything like that. And so I share that story to share, to say that when your fear is high, that means your faith is low. So if you are so fearful to where you're not doing the things that God is calling you to do or telling you to do, then you need to increase your faith. And the way that you increase your faith is you check the record on what he's already done. You take a look back at your life, the things that he's brought you out of that were once scary. Look at the things that were impossible. Look at the signs, miracles, and wonders that he's already done in your life. If you don't have none in your life or you can't find none in your life, look at the lives of other people. Look at the lives, um, look at 
in God's word. Go to the Bible and see what he did. I mean, I told you at the beginning of this episode how afraid I was to do the tour. But then I also told you how this tour was an indescribable experience. And I'm so excited about what's to come. So you could even look at my story because I'm not special. Like I didn't do anything. I ain't do no extra deals or whatever with God that that made him favor me in particular. He all of us are his favorite, you know, and he loves all of us and he wants to see all of us win. So that would be my my advice to you as well. The fact that your fear is so high for anybody that just shows that your faith is low. So you need to figure out what you need to do to increase that faith. This one's super quick. Someone asks, what Bible do I use? So for the newbies, I use the New Living Translation Life Application Bible. It's my favorite Bible. It's amazing. This next question is pretty long. So bear with me, guys. It says, hi, Tatum. I absolutely love your podcast. I really look forward to each episode. Tuning in from Australia. Hey, girl. It's so amazing how every single episode is so relevant to my life and current situations. Thank you so much. The past six months, I've been going through a lot. The past few days especially have been very intense. However, God really got me through it all. Prayer is so powerful. My relationship with God has been strengthened so much. And that is something I'm super grateful for because it has enabled me to overcome so many trials. He has given me so much strength and peace. Through seeking God, I have learned to completely trust his plan for me and put him in full control because he knows better than I do. Since first listening to your podcast, I've been waiting. I've been wanting to write in and seek advice. But after listening to the latest episode, I felt a sudden urge to finally pursue that desire. Although I talk to God frequently each day and pray, read and listen to the word each morning, I feel like I don't really hear anything back. Over the past few months, I've gotten others advice on how to hear God, but nobody has been able to give me a fulfilling response. That is basically my question to you. In what ways can God speak to me? I've been praying over a specific situation for months and months, and I feel as though I have received signs, but part of me has doubt. My intuition is very strong, but could it actually be messages from God? Sometimes I feel lost because there is a lack of guidance. It's hard to know whether I'm on the right path or not. Sometimes I feel like I'm completely missing signs from God. And that is why I have been learning lessons the hardest way possible. I cannot continue to live that way. Certain things I can feel in my heart, but is that just my intuition or is it directly from God? I can't lose hope and become impatient due to this. So I will always remain positive because part of me always feels like it is just the ultimate test of my faith. Sorry, this message has been very long. Uh, Yeah, girl, (laughs) I've always been one to thoroughly articulate myself. Hopefully it all makes sense to you. Okay, let me see. Okay, the rest of these were compliments. So thanks, girl. So to answer your the root of your question is in what ways can God speak to me? I highly suggest you go get a book called Joyce Meyer, How to Hear from God. God speaks to people in a variety of ways. He speaks. uh, I've actually been reading for the Atlanta tour. I've been studying at Elijah. And um, there was a part in, um, I think it was first Kings where um, there was a fire. There was like smoke. And then God spoke. God didn't speak through any of those. He spoke in a whisper. And so the lesson in that was God doesn't only speak through these large earth shattering thunderstormish type of things he speaks in a small still voice so that's one way that 
that you know that God will speak to you and that's in a small still voice and what that sounds like is it sounds like uh kind of sounds like a thought in your head you know it's, it's in essence a thought in your head but you know that it's not you and it's God. The way that you decipher that is you got to stay in your word and you got to get to know God. The way you get to him, get to know him is to read his word and kind of see how he's done things in the past. Um, the Bible says that my, my sheep know my voice and a stranger's voice, they will not follow. So it's important for you to also understand that uh, demons talk to you know, and spirits that are not of God speak as well. So for you to really understand and, and be able to know when is God speaking to you versus when is something else? You really need to get into your word and study it and get to know God. Stop going to other people and asking them 50, 11 questions. Go straight to the word and get to know God for yourself. God also speaks to people through um, nature. He speaks to people in dreams. Um, God speaks to me mostly through a, um, a small voice. But I've also been dreaming a lot lately and my husband has been even having dreams for me. And so um, I was never really a dreamer. If you go back to old episodes, I would be like, God doesn't speak to me like that. But I feel like in this season in my life, he's speaking to me in a variety of different ways. Um, and dreams are now starting to be that that way. And um, of course, he speaks through other people sometimes. Um, that's who prophets are people who operate in the prophetic are able to be mouthpieces for God. Everybody has the, uh, the ability to be able to speak prophetically, but everybody is not a prophet, but um, yeah, just study that to know the difference between those. But um, yeah, God speaks to people in a variety of ways. If you get the book, Joyce Meyer, how to hear from God, she really breaks down each of the ways that he talks to people. So that will answer your question there. Um, but, but my biggest advice to you is to get in the word, stop asking people, stop talking about it, but really seek God with your heart. You know, don't just pray, read a scripture on a Bible app and then go about your day. Really? Are you reading the word or are you studying the word? Those are two different things. I talked about this at the conference, the prosper conference, um, to somebody, but it's a difference between reading the word and studying the word. So it's important that you become a student of God's word because God and his word are one. And one place that you can always guarantee that you're going to hear from God is by reading his word. So I answered the question about the Bible. I use the uh, life application study Bible. I suggest that you order it and get you one because it's a great Bible with to really study the word. Um, and yeah, seek God, girl. Don't spend a lot. It seems like you take a lot of time talking to people based on the length. And the way you describe the situation in such detail, it does seem like you do consult others a lot, um, especially because you was like hunting me down to answer this question on the show. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you were I see that you're really seeking answers, but don't hunt me down, hunt down the word of God, you know, don't try to say Tatum, 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 can you answer this? Because I'm going to tell you to just go back to the word of God, because that's where you need to go. That's where you're going to hear from him. That's how you're going to learn about him. Everybody's relationship with God is different. Yours may look different from mine. Mine looks different from somebody else's. It's like a parent has individual relationships with each of their children. So if you're seeking to truly live in God and live in a space where you're truly walking on one accord with him and you're hearing from him all the time, you have to spend that time with him and truly get to know him and fall in love with him and just dwell in that. So yeah, girl.
Okay, last question. This one says, hey, Tatum, hopefully this message finds you well. I had a question in relation to your June 3rd podcast, Money Making May. I want to be on fire for Christ. After testing my faith, I will say I'm lukewarm and I want to be hot. When it comes to fasting, I have not been successful. I suffer from migraines. I even take daily medication for it. My question is, how can I fast and avoid a migraine while trying to turn the temperature up on my faith? Um, so great question. If I were you, the first thing that I would fast about are these migraines. Like in addition to you fasting to get on fire for God, also like claim the victory over those migraines. It's an episode I did a, a, a while ago called, um, learn to fight or something about fighting. And this was done last year. Sometime I suggest that you listen to that podcast because um, I want you to really take authority and, and claim the victory over these migraines that you have. But to answer your question, um, try to drink a lot of water. One of the reasons why we get headaches and migraines is because of dehydration. Um, disclaimer, seek a healthcare professional. I'm just giving you my unprofessional opinion. But um, drink a lot of water so that you are staying hydrated. Also, if you fast from food, then do find other ways to get your nutrients for that time period. So like, let's say smoothies, like some type of super green smoothie or something. So you're still getting the nutrients that you need. So you don't have those headaches. If you're fasting from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., then make sure that you're up early enough to where you can eat like a balanced breakfast. So um, it's a lot easier. That'll probably carry you through the first few hours. And then at the end, make sure you have a great nutrient rich dinner like right at six when the fast is over and if you do those things you should be fine as far as migraines are concerned but definitely pray about those things declare the victory over those migraines declare or claim your healing um one of the, one of the benefits we have of Jesus coming and dying on the cross for our sins is we are healed, you know, so plead the blood over your body, plead the blood over your mind and over your um, brain so that you're not feeling these aches and things like that. But those are just some tips. Make sure you are drinking nutrients and um, drink some smoothies. Even for me, when I would fast because for like a year I fasted every week. And so a lot of times those I had things come up on those fasting days to where if I had a meeting or something that required me to be attentive and not like hangry and like disconnected from the world, I would have smoothies so that I could still get the nutrients I need, kind of put something in my body that's going to, that's going, that can be used as fuel. And that was pretty beneficial for me. So I suggest doing that. All right, you guys. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Go ahead and get your tickets again at GodIsMyCEOTour.com. Follow me on Instagram. I told y'all I am on the hunt to 10K. I'm, I'm getting closer and closer. So I'm really excited to do my giveaway. I'm giving out a journal. I'm giving out the Bible that I talked about. Um, and a couple of other things. So just make sure you all follow me on the gram. And I love you guys. I will talk to you next week.